Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Wednesday for those that are here live. For those that are tuning in, whatever day that is, I hope it's a great one. Today's a day to get a little bit better. Just a little bit. That's all we need. Another inch. Another inch in the right direction. And those inches continuously add up. They don't even add up. They compound. You have to really appreciate what a little bit does every single day. Uh, it's not just one plus one. It's really, it starts to, to multiply every day, a little bit more. We've been talking a lot about this, this concept of empowerment and happiness as the prereq for success um, and really explaining why that is. Because if our heads are in the right space, we're actually not only building an ability for us to tap into something that's within us in a better way, happiness sort of like allows us into the stores of energy that we have to engage in the challenges before us. It also changes how we see about the past because we're more invested in it, more invested in, in the happy part. So it allows the, the past for us to remember the good things, which then ultimately will change how we encounter and engage in the future. What I want to do today is really take it up a notch. Now, one, one, of the, one of the best ways to deal with challenge is not to go through it, but it's to go above it. There's actually a great story of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, who was once, they had once contracted with the botanical gardens to use it in a ritual service on Rosh Hashanah called Tashlich where you go and you go to the water and you, you, um, you say a prayer and confess your sins, whatever it is. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a custom that we have on Rosh Hashanah. So the botanical gardens in Brooklyn had, had contracted to give the, them the space. And then the guy, it was, it, was very, it was raining heavily on that day. And the carekeeper had, um, had locked the, the gates without telling anyone. So if you can imagine the rabbi shows up, he's got all of the chassidim behind him. I mean, he's the rebbe, right? I'm not talking about, he's not, a young, he's the rebbe. And he's at the door. They had contracted the space. The custodian saw it was raining, figured they're not coming. He doesn't know Chabad. Rain, snow, sleet, chant, what? Like, nothing stops him. And the rebbe hands that gets to the gate, the rabbit, everyone's like, okay, let's turn around, hands the, the uh, sitter to the guy next to him and like scales the fence, like in a hop, like he, and the sitter were like, holy mackerel. And they all jumped over and they did the thing and then they all jumped back. And on the way back, he told, oh, afterwards they got back to the, to the shul, to the 770 and they were dancing after the end of prayers. And he, he told over this concept I'm, I'm I'm probably messing it up in Yiddish. So for those of you who are familiar with the story of Yiddish, you probably know, I don't, maybe you get it right, but I think I understand it as lichatchila ariba. I don't know if that's even right, but what it means in like my Yiddish is sometimes the way you get over problems is you, you jump over them. Sometimes the only way you get over a challenge is you, you scale it. That's what I want to do today. 
I want to talk to you about how to scale challenges. So you have to remember that, like we spoke about, this there's a concept that actually today's talk is is dedicated to an organization called LPI. And I'll speak about them towards the end, explain what they do very much in line with, with what, what we're speaking about. Whenever we're engaged in challenge, what challenge does for us is it messes with our minds. Remember, when you separate out the physical and the spiritual or the mental, the emotional, it's not as difficult, right? Your heart can be rejoicing even though your body can be going through pain happens a lot when i was a kid and i used to play ball non-stop we were in pain playing the sixth hour of basketball in 95 degree weather our hearts were rejoicing our body was in pain right you can have physical challenge when you're oh what deb just joke that was awesome deb just popped in with it with it with a chat about giving birth Right? You can be in physical pain, but your heart and your mind can be rejoicing. That bifurcation allows you to go out and do the and deal with the challenge properly. That's what we're trying to get at. Is separating the physical pain and the and the emotional and mental connection to that. Now, what happens though is whenever you're engaged in that pain, you we all become sort of inherently selfish. Right, we, we focus inward because we believe that I have to now worry about myself because I gotta take care of myself. So if I'm now engaged in a challenge, I can't focus on your issues. I gotta focus on my issues. If I am struggling with something, I gotta, I gotta double my focus on my thing because it's gonna require more of my attention. Now, if it's an immediate thing, fine, but when it's chronic, it becomes a problem. Because the reason why we have mental pain is sometimes because we're focusing on ourselves. So if you focus on yourself, you now are relegated to your materialism. And I'm not saying it's, it's a negative, it's, it's part of the process. If someone's, God forbid, sick, it's normal to focus on their own sickness. They got to take care of themselves. But what that does is it, whenever one focuses on self, you, you stay in the boundary of self. You can't break out of yourself because self is governed by the body. The soul doesn't operate in the context of self. The soul operates in the context of others. If you walk through a door and you hold it for somebody else, that feeling you get, that giving moment, that feels different than when you, someone opens a door for you. Because when someone does something good for you, it's good. It feels good, but there's still a sense of of selfishness there. That, that feeling of selfishness may not be unwarranted, 
And sometimes being able to learn how to receive is, is a critical skill in life, but it still has a limited function. It could only feel so good. So the, the, the receiving of, of that level of what you're getting still enables you to stay in the game of selfishness. Hope I'm making sense here. So when you're engaging in your issues, you're engaging in your issues through a prism of yourself. You're not tapping into the full extent of your soul because your soul doesn't operate like that. Your soul doesn't operate through the prism of what's good for me. The soul gets triggered when it is doing for others, when it is bigger than self. So whenever you're in a situation of challenge, it's counterintuitive to spend time focusing on others. It's counterintuitive to now take the pain that you have and think about ways you can share with others. How can my pain make me more sensitive to other people? And what can I do because I'm engaged in this challenge to maybe help others? Am I going through this pain for myself or am I going through this pain because it's going to benefit others? Am I engaged in the challenges of working because I want to fill my pocket or am I doing it because I want to support my family or because I want to ultimately be a benefactor? Am I engaged, if a pain comes at me, am I just trying to get through that pain or am I thinking to myself, when I get through this pain, I want to do something for other people that, that I now can understand that I couldn't understand before. I want to be there for somebody else that I, wasn't, that I wasn't sensitive to, but now I'm sensitive to it. I want to be a better spouse. I want to be a better parent. I want to be a better child because now that I've gone through that thing or I'm going through that thing, I now have an ability to connect in a deeper way. When we are engaged in challenge and we're, when we're engaged in that challenge, we are looking at the pain that comes from the challenge as an opportunity to be able to be helpful to others. We are now taking the struggles that we feel and we are elevating them. We're going over the challenge. We are now accessing a piece of ourselves called our soul that isn't bothered by this world, that isn't taking down by the physical world. So when I engage in a challenge and while I'm engaged in it, I'm thinking about ways to be helpful to other people through my pain. Now I'm elevating my pain. I'm giving it ultimate purpose. And now I am accessing an energy resource called my soul that will enable me to not only go through the pain, but to see the purpose in the pain in a way that I could never, because before I was just focusing on myself and my way of dealing with pain. I wasn't focusing on other people. So if I am struggling to do something, it's hard for me to do something. Well, if I'm focusing on the people that are getting the benefit from that, and I'm telling myself, if I do this, 
for him or for her, that's only going to get easier for me. And I'll be able to do more for them. Now, engaged in the, in the pain is, is part of my process that I'm going to be using to be giving to other people. I'm going to be stronger for others. I did this research, I quoted in the book, I did this research about people that were um, diagnosed with certain chronic illnesses. This is great research. And they, they did two different things for them. For one of them, they just made them happy. People that had this diagnosis, I don't know what the, the I don't remember what, what it was, but it was a chronic illness. And they split them into two groups. And one group was just do fun things for them. And it worked. And then it went away. And then it worked and went away. And the other group, they actually turned them into mentors for other people that were younger than them that went through similar chronic illnesses. They, they didn't do anything fun for them. They didn't take the group away on vacation. They made them to be mentors of people younger to them in age with the same illness. And the happiness levels of the second group was much greater than the first group. Why? They're not partying, not having fun. No one's catering to them. The answer is because when you're being catered to, it feels good, but you're still accessing your body. When you're helping somebody else with the exact same thing that now you are uniquely situated to help because you're going through something, you're now taking the pain and you're elevating it above your body. It's not going to go away. Now, every second that you felt that pain, there's a purpose to it because it creates the ability for you to share with somebody else. So many times this happens to me where I have to go do something and like, uh, and then something, not even, even a small challenge comes before that. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it. Forget it. I'm too tired. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too this. I'm too that. And then all of a sudden I have no choice because I agreed. So I go do the thing and the thing is all about somebody else. You know, I'm saying a few words for him, whatever it is. And I find myself feeling so much better about myself because for a few minutes, as opposed to focusing on my challenges and what I can't do and what I'm struggling with, I was able to just like, I had to like disconnect it and just focus on somebody else. And by focusing on somebody else, I just was free from it. I el it elevated. That's the concept. One of the greatest ways to disconnect your mind from your physical pain or from your challenges or even your mental pain and mental challenges. You could be having, uh, you could be anxious about something. You can be worried about something. You can be frustrated about something. You may not be going through any physical pain. It may just all be mental. You're worried about the future. You're frustrated about the past, whatever it is. Some of the greatest ways in which you can disconnect from it and infuse it with meaning is when you figure out how to either focus on somebody else during this period of time or seeing the pain that you're going through as a way to be ultimately something that is for somebody else. They did this great research with, with, um, with raises. You know, most, maybe the most uncomfortable thing that people do in, in business is they ask for a raise. It's hard to walk into an office and say, I need more money. So they had people go in for raises. Then they coached them before they walked in for a raise to think about their families. Think about what they wanted to buy their children. Think about what they wanted to buy their spouse. Think about what they wanted to put away in savings for a future for their families. They went through not, I deserve a raise for me, or it's about me, or I'm not thinking of anything. I deserve a raise, or I want a raise. It went to, 
my family needs more and the level of strength to walk in and make the ask and the level of money that was gotten from races went up exponentially. Why? Because when you're in a position to be helping other people, you tap into a bigger place within yourself. And one of the greatest challenges of challenge is that challenge places us in a position of taking. Challenge allows our brain to be focused on ourselves. And when you go through things, the greatest block to happiness, which is what we need to get over it, is once I become self-focused, or I think I need to be self-focused, I am now limiting myself. I am now, in a way, disassociating the full extent of my soul. And when I tap into things that are spiritual, it's all joy. There's only joy by God. There's only joy in spiritual. The spiritual doesn't have sadness. That's why we have this mitzvah, this command to be happy, because we don't have sad, you have seriousness sometimes. You know, you're not, it's not like you're sitting around and like, you know, juggling and you're not, it's not, you know, it's not a circus, but there's satisfaction and depth. And one of the greatest ways to disconnect from that is by being self-focused, which is why you see people giving up comforts to join things of meaning. That's why people give up their comfort and they give up their, their safety and security to go join movements, to go join armies, to go join campaigns, to go do things that pay little and require a lot from them. And they wouldn't trade it for the world. Why? Because the feeling of giving and being part of something meaningful feels so much better than being comfortable. That concept of being in a position of giving is counterintuitive in a world that says, if you're not doing well, take care of yourself. And you have to do it with common sense. But sometimes the greatest response is to be able to find the giving moment when I'm in challenge. Who, who can I give to? Who can I, why am I presenting myself in an uncomfortable situation? Who can I benefit from it? And as the challenge becomes associated with something of meaning and purpose, you find yourself having the strength to do things that you never had before. Liran just got it. Through the giving, do you overcome the challenge? We're going we're gonna to delve a little bit further into this in the next day. Today's what, Wednesday? Okay, so we have another day of the week. Through the giving, do you overcome the challenge? I'm going to tell you about this cool organization called LPI. LPI actually is, an, is a group of that actually sends out these incredible uh, quotes. It's called the Lost Princess, Princess Initiative. It's an organization devoted to using the inner light of Torah to provide a compass and inspiration, searching for connection, spirituality, and Jewish experience. It's a very cool concept. You could uh, sign up for their stuff. Um, send them a WhatsApp message at 347-391-8819 or lpitorah.com. They send you quotes and they keep you into this, into this depth. It's a very cool concept. I use some of these quotes many times for my own inspiration. Um, and I want to read you one quote. This is actually a little bit of the spirituality piece that I was getting to. It's a quote by the Kedushas Levi or Levi Yitzchak Listen to what he says. When Hashem, when God sends joy to a person, when you feel that sense of joy, you have to channel it into words 
into prayer or study or praise, when you channel the joy into something tangible, connected to spirituality, whether that's praise of God or helping or giving or Torah, something, it actually binds yourself with the creator. It's a cool concept that happiness is very much intertwined with this, the depths of the spirituality with God. And when we start to see the challenges as a way that pulls us away from this true joy and we dig into the giving aspect of it, we start to access it in a much deeper way. Check out this LPI. I'm gonna po post in the chat a little bit of their of their, their group. For those who wanna look into them a little bit more, very cool organization. They send out these quotes all the time. Um, Lost Princess Initiative. But until then, we're gonna speak about this a little bit more tomorrow as well. This path, I think Ron nailed it at the end. Giving is the channel to overcome challenge. And so today I want you to think about this. Andy just posted their Facebook post as well. Today I want you to think about this. Think about if you get hit with any challenge today, whatever it may be, small or big, try to, before you like, I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm gonna send the, the link for those who want a link to this as well. Before you get to, this is the link I'm posting as well here for their WhatsApp group. Before, before you respond with, oh, why is it happening to me for, or what can I, what can I, stop for a second and think about how you can use the challenge in front of you to benefit somebody. To, to, what can I do now that I've been challenged? How is this going to benefit somebody? How can I get through it? And when I get to their end, that someone will be benefited by. And by doing that, we're going to tap into this infinite powerful resource that can destroy all the challenges in front of us. All right, we'll continue this. Thanks so much for tuning in. Check out this LPI thing. I think it's really cool. And um, have a great day. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow.